0: I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. <sighs> Let's see, I got no idea what I'm doing. What's going on? Don't worry. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help the podcast. Hey, welcome to yet another episode of This Might Help with Matt Bronger, the advice podcast that doesn't know why it gives advice. As always, if you actually need clinical help, this ain't the place. It's for fun. But I bring on all manner of wonderful people to give advice from their perspective, no matter how skewed, which is why I came up with the idea. Anyway, uh, today I have a fantastic guest who is not only a a writer-performer, but she's also a provider of space for performers. She has a long-running show uh, you might have heard of, if you know anything about comedy, called UnCabaret, and is a a dear friend and a a great uh, supporter of me. Uh, as she's had me on more than a few times. Give it up for Beth Lapidus, everyone. How are you, Beth? Ah, I'm
1: great, Matt. Thanks so much. That's so sweet. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Great to see you. <laughs> how have you been?
1: I've been great. I've been great. You know, well, how, you know, how have I been? I'm just... Well,
0: yeah. I mean, it, it is. It is
2: it, it, I will
0: say I do have a thing where, uh, you know, like like most people, I have those moments uh, late at night where you wake up and go, yeah. oh, God, everything's falling apart and everything's yeah. death and and, yeah. uh, and nothing is good or whatever, you know, whatever's yeah. in your mind. Yeah. But I, then I go, oh, we are experiencing a collective anxiety now.
1: Yes, you know? collective <laughs> an- Well, I mean, it's a collective anxiety because it maybe. I mean, I'm so, I long for hope, you know, and I've yeah. worked so hard to have hope. So, you know, I, I, in the despair, then I just go, No, it's because we're shifting and it's good and change is always hard and it's happening and, you know, we're, you know, we're fighting the fight to to evolve into the next thing that has to happen and... And then you know you just get into action and you're i mean action is just this is is the gift i mean you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on one level i'm great i have this new book and it's so exciting and i'm yeah. you know thrilled to be getting it out there and it seems to be helping people you know nice. um yeah so that's fun and i get to you know am doing the rounds so i can getting to see everyone and yeah, I, yeah and it's great but it's also crazy so
0: it, it absolutely is crazy but you know i love your your point about action because yeah. I, I always think about okay what am i what am i putting out there yeah what is what is my that what is what is what is the me that can help that i'm sharing yeah you know, i so. mean
1: on the helping thing I, when i started looking into like you know how to feel better and be happier and you know the very first thing that really struck me as to why it was important, I always thought happiness was very, like, bougie. Like,
0: <laughs> it's
1: like... That's the common sentiment. <laughs> that is not something for me because I'm an um, artist and, you know, <laughs> um, I'll be wearing black and yeah. I, you know, but then you start to see that, like, your own personal... And happiness is maybe the wrong word. I always feel we got off on the wrong foot with the word happiness. Sure. But whatever that thing is, you know... Uh, peace of mind, which also is sort of a scary phrase. Oh, it's all
0: all labeling and branding. You know, you know, it also yes. who, who is, I forget who had said it. Was it Play Doh when you label me and negate me? It's like, oh, God, that's everything. You know, like I, I do who the God, Brent, Brendan Small had the greatest line of all time about what we do where he's like, he's like, I'm sick of comedy. There has to be something funnier out there. Like that, you know, like I hear that,
1: that all the time.
0: You know, that, haven't we all thought? anytime you say a comedy show?
2: <laughs> oh,
0: everybody really loves it. They're so sick of the word. And yeah. Happy, you're right happy has had the worst branding it's the worst. Is for dopes it's for suckers yeah like, yeah yeah i'm not happy i'm cool no.
1: <laughs> but then you read like your own personal whatever the word is besides happiness you know actually radiates out six degrees to like you know your friends and the friends of your friends and the friends of your friends's friends and the friends so your own like you know, heart wellness, let's just say something like that, Uh your own integration, your own alignment, your own way to move easily through the world is the, probably the most impactful thing you can do ever, you know, that's the thing you can do. And, and in that thing of like, we'll do what you can, you know, what can, you can, you know, change the things that, you know, you can change. um, That's the thing you can change is you. (laughs) So yeah. then once you get that, it's like, ugh, that's a lot of- yeah, that's going be.
0: <laughs> no, I, 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 I couldn't agree more. I mean, when I, when I realized it, it oh God, I know who, I don't know who first said it to me, but it's like, you have to make the decision to be happy. That's mm-hmm. a bitch. That's a real bitch. When you're like, ugh,
2: I'm going to be,
0: you know, because you want it brought to your doorstep. you Yeah. Want- you want it to be given and it's like no you have to you really have to choose to be and to work toward it
1: day after day and then when you realize like i had i remember the first time somebody told me like well you know actually it's your thoughts that create your emotions not the other way around and i just wouldn't believe it i was well, like so that hard. just seems impossible well, obviously my emotions are creating my thoughts yeah. <laughs> my emotions are so strong and real yeah and- yeah and then yeah. you start experimenting with it. I guess experimenting is one of my favorite ways of thinking about it. You just start experimenting with, it, you Go know, well, all right. I mean, I could try changing my thoughts. And then you, you do and you're like, oh God, that really works. Yeah. And then it's like, then it's so much responsibility because you really can, you know, you're, and you know, I do think that one of the hardest things is this balance of a mo- i I'm not somebody who lived in my, you know, I'm just, you get a lot of kudos for being smart and then you think, oh, I'm so smart. And then you realize you don't know anything. And it's a big, it's a big come down. (laughs) That's a big, big, that's, that's a hard pill to swallow. Mm -hmm. But, but then you start to realize like, you really are like, everything is waves. I mean, it's kind of woo woo and science and, you know, you get on the, like everything is a wave and wavelengths and comedy. You feel it so much on stage, the waves of comedy, and suddenly it starts to, you know, radiate out. And then you start to realize like your thoughts are waves. I mean, there's, you actually create, you know, there's thought patterns are wave energy mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, that, that's the real. And then when you realize like you really, you're not, a, you almost aren't allowed to think certain things, but on the yeah. other hand, you can't, if you do have emotions, cause obviously we're all human and you do react emotionally to stuff you really also have to let yourself have the emotion. It's like sort of learning. It's like learning how to um, eat a little dessert or something like that. My God,
0: great analogy. Great analogy. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Because you can't, you don't want to like cut off feeling. I mean, that's a part of being human is the, some the emotional thing, right? So mm-hmm. emotion, partly what moves you. We're just to get back to the, like taking action
2: yeah. is
1: emotion. And whether, you know, you hopefully you're moving out of joy and not fear, but if you're afraid, it doesn't do any good to pretend that you're not afraid. That's where emotional intelligence. I mean, why aren't we teaching emotional intelligence in school? I mean, <sighs>
0: uh right you i mean the tra- bright trace it back to our puritanical origins right I, mean, I think that that's what always kicks us in the ass i feel yeah, like yeah. time after time after time it's like well but we can't it's like yeah but why why you can't <laughs> even say why yeah you, you know it's 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 just it's just in our national dna and... Like
1: when you have a feeling, do you know, like, cause I'm a, a lot of times, like I'm having a feeling, I don't know what it is. What is it? Oh my God. There's a lot of feelings. And it really takes me a moment to like, I'm going to say a moment, but sometimes like a while uh-huh. to sit down and be with the feeling and go like, Oh, right.
0: Right. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 it took me years to, to, you know, at least 30, 35 years to, you know, come to the awareness that it's like, if I'm sad, just be sad. Yeah. You know, if I'm, if I'm going through something terrible, admit it, you know, and that would have saved me a lot of grief.
1: So much, (laughs) but then it's also like, admit it and without indulging it.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. That's even that's that's that goes that goes with it
2: without. But
1: first, there was an adult when I first started, like you know, having like, okay, I'm gonna feel all my feelings and I'm gonna admit them all and I'm gonna look at my past and I'm gonna really like the you know, I call it like a revolution, you know, the midlife revolution. I don't even like to call it a midlife crisis, mm-hmm. and um, like that. And and then I cried for like three years. <laughs> and i really had to be like i might cry the rest of my life that might be what it is i'm just gonna have to like live with it Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: uh you know learn to carry uh tissues and hankies and uh be good with like the you know mascara around your eyes look and just (laughs) go with it i and then and then it doesn't you know and i just i like to say that because i like to encourage people to walk through that river you know to to wade those waters of the full-on knowing that there is hope that you will get to the other side of it because we're just taught to cut it off
0: yeah you know yeah uh or or ignore it
1: yeah it yeah same away.
0: yeah sure it's, there, there's there's really nothing there's nothing in life works that way nothing mm-hmm. you know i mean maybe like an ex-girlfriend or boyfriend But Like that's kind of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It it, with emotions, with crises, you name it, it doesn't, you know? Yeah. Like, well, you mentioned your book before, and typically, uh, you know, we'll talk about all kinds of everything, this, that, or the other, but like your, your book is, is so in tune with a lot of what, why people call in and, and what this kind of, cause I will say, um i don't know if you're familiar but this is a comedy podcast yeah no, so I
2: know. <laughs>
0: you know it is i mean the, the this might help it sounds so altruistic but it really is, is <laughs> just like it, i always liken it to someone yes. you know a party's going crazy and someone's not having a good time and one guy just hands you a pill and is like i don't know this might help yeah you know, like I, it's kind of like look i don't know yeah maybe, i, I you know it. without well, let's just take the drug thing out of it but it's kind of like it might,
1: might, it might, might, might no, is the yeah. key word, but you know what, uh, haven't you, I mean, I do have you, once you said that, I have a very strong memory of sitting on a door stoop in college with being, you know, so upset about something and somebody going, I don't know, this might, ha-. and it did actually, you know, and sure. sometimes those yeah. things, you know, you do so no, ridiculously. Yeah. 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 So we're just here to, yeah, we play. And I do
0: say, I I, I used to, the the first incarnation of this podcast was called advice from a dipshit because I didn't (laughs) like the advice thing, but I liked that it was fun. But I think like it gave the wrong message because, I mean, I've done idiotic things, but I'm not a dipshit. And, you know, that's why I kind of went with like, this might help. And everybody on the show gives sincere advice. Most everybody I have on is very funny. Yeah. So it comes off very entertaining, and I think it keeps people company when they're driving in their cars and stuff, and they're listening to the podcast. But um, I was, I, I did, a, I, I basically, I looked into your book a little bit, but I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna have Beth tell me about it.
1: Oh so my god. Okay. It, <laughs>
0: yeah just just you go ahead you introduce it well it's it's okay well thank
1: you and i love the title of your podcast by the way it's just couldn't be more perfect um it says everything that you just communicated
0: all in a title i was bouncing titles off friends remember i said that to dana gould and he was like that's it that's the one
1: yeah oh i love when that when yeah it just yeah it just it's just so perfect um um it's the my it's an it's an original audio book so it's only audio and mm. uh, it's called so you need to decide mm-hmm. and okay. there are chapters about work and love and spirituality and moving and family um uh, it's my story and it's so it's part memoir and then m- many 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 conversations with very funny people many of whom i'm sure you've had on this show mm-hmm. uh bob odenkirk judy gold jen kirkman greg Barrent, Miramarco, mm-hmm. alex edelman baron vaughn yeah. um phoebe bridgers they were not all comedians nice. uh, isaac mizrahi I'm like right that on. brent uh brent forrester guy branham yeah. i i could go on uh, scott frank who wrote queen's gambit Yeah. Um, so and these were earnest conversations about people's decisions that they made in their lives, and obviously it's it, it very you know aligned with you. It's obviously funny because these are funny people, hmm. but um, maybe the mine would be called this. Hopefully, might help.
0: Well, it, <laughs> there's I mean, there's, it's not, there's it's a little like, more like well, there were people doing advice podcasts before mine. There, you know, yeah. they, it's it's all been done in yeah. the end and yeah. stuff, and it, it's really I always say I not not to single this person out, but uh, I remember Tom Cruise was on a uh, a show once, or and he was, and he, this is during the time where it was, everyone was like, wait, is this guy nuts? And I don't think he's nuts, and I'm not judging him as a person. But yeah. I remember he said to Matt Lauer, he's like, Matt, I don't go by the counsel of others. And I was like, what? Like, I remember the, going- That has I remember, to be verbatim for Scientology. I remember Scientology. yelling, but that's everything, Tom. <laughs> I remember yelling that at a TV <laughs> because it's just like, I, I, I have been such an insular person. I'm an only child. And I was just like, I, you know, I'm just going to figure it out. And it's like, that is the most dangerous statement you can say, you know, besides like, I'm just going to give heroin a shot. I'm going to try it, yeah. you know? <laughs> I, I,
1: I got it. I got it. I don't need any help. I think I'm
0: I, I think I'm fine.
1: Yeah. So I'm, like I'm...
0: just getting someone else going, here's how, here's what I went through. Yeah. Here's what I think. Yeah. Okay. Even if you disagree. Yeah. Like, it's it's all about collaboration kind of thing. It so much.
1: And also good. finding the, uh, being doing the work of finding the people you can trust, which is right. uh, a lot of the work, you mm-hmm. know, who are you on the same page with number one, who understands you, who really has taken the time to know you because, you know, life is not a one size fits all thing. You know, everybody shouldn't do the exact same thing. We're not all... Right. But, you know, everybody does need to know themselves and everybody does need to figure out what principles they believe in and, you know, what their belief system is so that they have a basis for making decisions. But what was so great about this book is, you know, people really shared stories. I've had a lot of people um, comment that everybody was so vulnerable in the book and really shared, you know, from their heart. It was very conversational. So it wasn't, you know, Pat's stories. And um, I remember I did one one podcast and the guy who was running it was like a 25 year old from india and he had listened to it and he was like and he was just like this book was so helpful and i you know i i i won't do an indian accent because but he did say
0: vulnerable
1: and that just did oh, yeah. just, oh, my God. Especially from a
0: young person. And,
1: uh, just... It, uh, it, and it just sounds more like what it is when oh, you say oh, yeah. it was vulnerable. And,
0: and speaking in, was, was he in India? Was he? Yes. Well, yes. I mean, probably his second language. Yes. That's just so moving. Oh. And he was it, so, takes like. so much effort yeah. already. And also takes so much effort to be.
1: And to have listened to To be this sorry,
0: whole... one, vulnerable. Yeah. That's incredible. That was so and I, so cool. I
1: always, I've sort of taken that word into my heart in that way. So, <laughs> of
0: course.
1: Um, that I think is, you know, one of the things about the book. And I do in the book also do a very deep dive into my own, uh, my story of Uncabaret and how it impacted. I, I just look so much more deeply at it. It's something wow. I've spent, you know, over 25 years of my life doing. And yeah. I have just, you know, been such a motor doing, doing, doing. And I kind of knew some things about why. And, you, you know, but I didn't really take like, how was my family? How did I have, un- how is it, you know, how did I have it instead of a family? How, you know, I really did like a whole hat. Why, you know, how does it intersect with my spirituality? It was serendipitous that it happened on Sundays, but what did it mean for, you know, anyway, I just did a very deep dive and that was I wasn't my intention. I actually was going to tell uh, different, more stories. And then my editor was like, but this, I mean, why don't you tell less stories and go deeper? And I just thought, you know, this might help.
2: <laughs> I mean, it really, it, you, you
1: can,
0: everybody loves the little the, the, the anecdotes about people they find uh, interesting. Uh, that, that let's say they're famous or they're very funny yep. or that kind of of stuff everybody loves those things but i do feel like and this is a good thing celebrity itself has become incredibly diluted you know for for most of us because it's just so readily available because of instagram and tiktok and things like that and every celebrity and every commercial and then you go back and the old celebrities that we used to worship were learning all this stuff about them because it was an older time and as we used to put as we put it now a different time yeah they've said certain things or done certain things that you're like and then (laughs) You kind of realize what worth fame has, not much. Yeah. Action, impact, emotional exchange, entertainment. Those are the important things. Yeah. And so, yeah, I would-, I I mean, would... Yes,
1: and as a creative person, you're so mm-hmm. like, you know, you're always working to expand your reach and, you know, find your audience and let them find you. And, you know, part of it, it is like, well, why don't I just make a TikTok account that has like 40 million followers? I could just do these things. I mean- uh, you know but you but who wants to you can know, but you don't mm-hmm. want to because it's not in your heart you know so
0: right well I'm I'm I've been battling that battle for I realized 10 years now and in the past year or two I've been kind of like okay I just need to learn this crap and so now yeah. I'm having people that show me how and stuff and even I'm learning how to learn it I yeah. think now I'm kind of the best at learning how it kind of changes and things and how i should use it the thing i've always been afraid about yeah yeah i don't want to be i don't want to act like something else right yeah it's
1: a tool it's a tool i I mean i always laugh when bob bobcat goldthwaite is like (laughs) vhs comedian in a digital world or i forget how he says it. yeah no yeah yeah,
0: exactly (laughs) in a tiktok world
1: yeah oh yeah yeah. vhs comedian in a tiktok world yeah Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's so funny.
1: I mean, it's so great to, it's great when you see somebody find a way to use whatever medium it is and, um, things come and go and you, you know, you want to use everything as communication and, and everything is usable. So Mm -hmm. it's value neutral.
0: Yeah. Yeah that's 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 100% right I I had a, a really funny comic on uh named Billy Wayne Davis a friend of mine and he was like we 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 liken social media too it's like fire or water it can kill you and you can really use it as well yep. it just depends on how you use it. it
1: I love that. I heard somebody refer to and maybe this is well known but I had never heard it the Instagram as the endless story and yeah. um I, I that really I'll tell you two things about Instagram I sometimes think that God and the angels and the spirits can only see things digitally and the whole point of uh the whole point of Instagram is that so they can see more pictures I know that's an insane <laughs> idea <Sure. Yeah. laughs> but sometimes I'm like it's just us uploading the pictures and wow. then the idea that it's the endless story and that we've manufactured these like ways to experience story with these artificial beginning, middles and ends when isn't it in a way more authentic to dive into I mean, in my feed, it's like politics, politics, comedy, art, you know, it's, just you know, fashion, it's all, you know, it's your own little newspaper. And, Mm -hmm. um, and in a way, it's sort of brilliant, but it also because it really, it's a test. I mean, it's such a test of your focus, and it's such a test of your intention, and it's such a test of your ability to not be tormented by, you know, and to when can you turn it on and off? And mm-hmm. it requires so much self discipline.
0: I mean, can I tell you what made me realize? Like, I, I was like, why is this so addictive? And yeah. once I learned this thing, I was like, oh, once I learned that TikTok and Instagram both use the exact same motion. And I capture technology uh, that uh, slot machines use, mm. uh, digital slot machines. I was like, okay, that's why we keep pulling the lever. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's and I'm 100%. There, there's, there's two things I am without a doubt addicted to. One is caffeine. Mm. Uh, one is is my phone. And yes, right. <laughs> I just had one. And. You know, uh, other things could be debatable, but like, yeah. those are the two I'm like, yep. signing yep. Sign me up. I'm, yep. yeah, I am yep. a book. Uh, but it's that thing where it's like, once I realized that I was like, okay, I have to every single day go put that over there. Yeah. You go over here yeah. and you work on something or yeah. you read this book. Do you put you... it
1: down? Do you put your phone down for dinner?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I
1: once read that even if you d- aren't using it, but it's face up, the quality of your experience is, you know, it has to be. You put you put it in another room altogether for dinner. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Or if we, if like I go out to dinner with my wife or yeah. we eat together, I we, it's like it's in my pocket, it's in yeah. her purse.
1: Yeah, kind of thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. We put the phones away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean that's just got to be it's funny I remember when I was younger and my my mom was very like the dinner time you know and I was like uh-huh. what's with this with the dinner I mean
2: right.
1: right. <laughs> but I have to say in my own defense I think our dinners at home were a little boring but um <laughs> I mean sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, the 18th hole when you got the the, the birdie. But um, right. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that always makes me jealous of people, well, around the dinner table when we were talking politics, I'm like, that's what I wish that we talked politics. Um, but Yeah, I my th- I
0: that's what I had as a kid. I mean, I knew a, everything going on from the from the leftist perspective. Like Oh, you had leftist parents? Life incredibly. And, oh, wow. and well, they're what you'd call progressive Catholics. Yeah. They yeah. were they were reformed Catholics that were still Catholic and fell in with a group of, you know, Oregon communists, so to speak, and, wow. and kind of, you know, I mean they would by anyone's definition they would be but it, it, more socialists, but I did find it very very funny when uh, a woman who I grew up with, her son is one of my best friends, uh passed away uh, about three years ago, she well, she she basically had blood cancer and Ugh. basically untreatable, and underwent basically assisted suicide. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you get it, you basically kind of get a calming uh, sedative mm-hmm. that makes you very lucid. And she kind of just talked and talked and talked. And I wasn't there, but a friend of our family, friend of ours, was there, and her son was there, and. All this stuff, and but one of the things she said in her monologue was, "Why do we waste so much time on communism?" Like that made me laugh so hard when I heard Uh. that because it was, (laughs) you know, it was this thing of fighting for the working class and thing, and that's really what you what you're doing. Uh, But it it was (laughs) in the in the end, it's you know there there are other things is, yeah. my, is my point but i just yeah. love that she just tossed that off because that yeah. summed up such a huge part of my chat
1: <laughs> do you feel hopeful about um being able to prevail against the overfunded oligarchic, you know system
0: of well look in the extreme i mm-hmm. firmly believe those guys are building rockets to try to get off the planet before the planet dies i do. And I too, firmly yeah. believe if yeah. they launch those rockets we will shoot those rockets out of the sky whoever is helping those guys get on rockets will sabotage the rockets the thing is we all need each other and that's the extreme insane thing um second i think we have to come up with some way to get the money to everyone rather no. than seven guys yeah. Or there will be mass rioting, and those guys will not be safe because there's really nothing you can do. Hide in your tower all day, you're stuck. Yeah, we don't okay. have the technology. There's no colony built on Mars. They're right. racing to do it. It's not going to happen. So yeah. I, I do think it's almost going to be like in the movies, and I really hope we don't get there. I hope we have a lot more uh, people that kind of step up, and I do. There's th- the amount of. Uh, people that are stepping up to run, that are crazy, they're in the news. But the people that are not are not in the news because that's not news. Yeah. When someone's just trying to help and they're just trying, to, that's not that that's not a that's not a grabber. That it, will yeah. Not if
1: somebody's like, this might help. They're like, there's no. some hope.
0: Yeah, Jackie. Exactly. <laughs> that's boring. Hope is boring. You know. I mean, I firmly believe. I I don't know if you saw. Don't look up. I didn't hate sure. it. I, yeah. I, I actually I, I actually it. thought it was really funny and and really really great in parts definitely a flawed movie but i think the reason people flipped out so hard is because they were the problem they really didn't want to look up like they're yeah. like look i know it's going on but why do you have it's like jesus but no one- would you flip out about dr strange love like i was thinking about this when i was mm. uh yesterday i was like i grew up during the constant threat of a nuclear war constant every single day we didn't know yeah. And it was we kind of you had to put in the back of your mind for your life, for yeah. your consciousness. And I think we're doing the same thing now. So in the end, I really don't think there's there's any choice but hope. Really, you know, uh, it's scary. But at the same time, just like we all love, love our children, you know, they're, they're, they're I, we're, we're going to reach a point where capitalism is just going to hit a wall. It can't not, it can't not. I think someone's gonna go, hey wait, who owns all these empty buildings? And it's gonna be like, "Uh." Well, and also it's
1: like, I think the pandemic really did um, well, first of all, hope. I, there's a lot about hope in the book and my oh, struggle really? to have it. You know, I just want to say that for people and um, magic around it. I a card that said first and hope. And I was like, I don't believe <laughs> in hope I'm like, a, am in, you know, I'm a yogi. I believe in the now hope is about the future. And then I just carried this card around because somebody had given it to me during this revolutionary time. And then we ended up doing UnCab at a club called First and Hope on the corner of First and Hope Street. Amazing. Like, you know, it was crazy. Just these, I love the, those things. But, you know, going to um, the end of Capital. I mean, you go around and, you know, you see these empty storefronts right now. I mean, that just were just, you drive where you haven't been maybe for six months and you're like, oh, wow gone 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 empty what's Mm -hmm. there no not there and that's sort of like a diminishment of of consumerism you know and i think the shift out of a consumerist society is really interesting people Mm -hmm. have lost the lust of you know stuffness because Mm -hmm. i don't know you know we just we're not there right now and so i think it's interesting what's going to go into those stores sometimes i think. Oh, all those places could become like, you know, community centers or you sure. know, art places. Sure. Or what's going to happen to them? I mean, if if literally nobody wants to buy buy stuff, nobody wants to go into these stores to buy stuff. Right. And maybe you are. Maybe it's because people are just going onto Amazon. I mean, I don't not yeah. order from Amazon. I'm. I don't not do it. You. You know, mm-hmm. if I need if I need a little thing and I will, order. and I hope your, I hope your listeners will stay, stay listening.
0: No. Yeah. Listen, I have every manner of listener and I appreciate them all. I'm I'm glad I have, you know, I'm glad I have conservative listeners, possible right-wing listeners. I, I, you know, I don't have a problem with that. I miss the exchange of ideas. I miss a time where, I mean, I, I used to have, when I when I lived in Chicago, I used to hang out and drink with people who diametrically were opposed to everything I kind of stood for on a normal human level. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't hang out with racists or homophobes or anything banana like that. Right. They were humanists like myself, mm-hmm. but maybe they were a little bit more dogmatic religiously. And, you know, that, that was the hill they'd die on. And I was like, okay, I appreciate that because that is your diehard belief. Let's talk. I can still be cool with you. you I know, have a friend who that. grew up You're as thinking, a Republican. I am not against you. We are yeah. all together here. Like, yeah. I am I'm, I'm like, I maintain as much as I get mad at, quote unquote, the other side. And I hate calling it that. I really think there are people who have set us at each other's throats to make money. 100%. Just, that's, that's, that's what I mean about capitalism got to hit a wall. I mean, it's, it's just like, you're getting in the way of, of love. I'm sorry to say it that that, that strong, but it's just, it, it, it's one of those things where I'm just like, it, I just don't know what to do, but in the end, you know, I can do this podcast, but also I can be funny. I can take some. Steam out of people's lives when I'm well. You can
1: reach around. out to people who don't like 100% agree with you and not cut everyone out of your life. Yeah, that isn't, and it's it's hard. Sometimes it can be hard to hold on to those relationships. But in in yeah. this time, I mean, I've had to navigate with one particular friend what mm-hmm. we can talk about, what we can't talk about, and I won't. Neither of us want to end the friendship, so we've You're really, great, you know, we've just, and that's your responsibility as a human yes. being. You know but as you say there are certain bottom lines you know obviously racism and and homophobia or you know look there are people who just hate women you know i'll just run up against somebody who's just like obviously i hate you you're a woman and i'll you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay or and you're
0: you're you're not you know it's often like they don't see it as hating women though it really is where they're basically saying you're not doing what a woman should do yeah it's like according to who kevin you know like (laughs) drop it please. Is this you're a man what would you you know i mean the the amount of guys online that were just like you know i would never have an abortion like how would you cross that bridge sir? you know what
1: yeah. i once wrote of the beginning of a story that was called the abortion trial of mr john mooney and i, I stopped <laughs> because i just couldn't bear the idea of i would spend two years on this project but the idea was that abortion was so illegal at that now no one could abort anything like because the idea of abortion had to be upheld everywhere so you actually men were not allowed to cut their beards anymore
0: sure yeah and
1: um and he was an architect and he had stopped a project for whatever reason i hadn't yet discovered and now he was on trial for aborting this
0: project (laughs) funny (laughs) 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 Uh, any the term (laughs) you know. <laughs> just
1: the term like you that's nothing right. could be stopped so yeah,
0: it just means stop
1: that's yeah. all it is yeah, yeah. nothing a,
0: could be. a stopping yeah. is all yeah. the marching means yeah yeah I,
1: I mean just just men on that. Mm-hmm.
0: well yeah but
1: do you did you go to the did you go to remember we had the women's march at the very yep. beginning of trump that mm-hmm. was such an incredible yeah. experience yep. i yeah. i'm afraid of crowds and i barely ever go to a march but then some are undeniable and you just have to go
0: yeah.
1: and um it was just so powerful to be there that day. It was very hopeful.
0: Yeah, I was in uh, I was in San Francisco for um, Sketchfest, and <clears> I did the march during the day, and then went back and did shows at night. And it was it was amazing because we all got caught in a ra- in in the rain, and we were all still going. And like I went until I was like, all right, if I walk now, I can uh-huh. get to my hotel in time to take a shower and get to my show. You know, oh, and okay, it, that feeling of. I don't, I don't get to do it and I haven't done it in Christ almost two years now, but I used to, when I could find an organization that would find a thing for me, I would do volunteer work during the mm-hmm. day to, to, cause of course I have that built-in. Oh, practice. when you're so, on the road. Yes, you were, exactly.
1: Oh, that's such so, a, oh, wow, Matt. Oh, that's... I mean,
0: I, I, as the old comedian joke goes, you know, I work an hour a day. Yeah. So, you know, it's that thing and I get a, it, it. You always feel like I'm getting away, I'm getting away with it. So yeah, it's yeah. just nice to have some reason to anyway but like well also
1: you meet people in the town and you're oh, like interactive and yeah. the lay and, of the you know, land find out yeah. good
0: places to get coffee or eat yeah it's, yeah it's the best it's the best you meet the best people but yeah that was a that was not not that i was like oh i'm giving but it's just like oh i'm showing my support it's like showing yeah. up is yeah
1: well and also you know you're you're in the fabric
0: mm-hmm. that's know, it you're
1: in the fabric of it you know Tantrika, everybody thinks of tantra as like the sex yoga But Mm -hmm. um, it's actually Tantra means fabric and it's really the warp and the weave of life. That's literally what it means. How life is woven together into a fabric. Oh, wow. And and the sexual part of it is just a little piece of what that is. And... um, having grown up in the shmada business that I, I was like obviously I've been attracted once I found that out I was like that's funny that yeah. here I am in this you know yoga form that is that you talk oh, trika. Right. yeah so I mean when you do something and it's just a nice way to think about life too because as you you know we do um I mean one thing that might help to almost every question is to are you look at are you isolated and alienated that's where a lot of our problems come from you were saying this before you know how is it not a council of advisors it's all about that so you know when you find yourself interwoven into society and connected and connection is a word that is so exciting i just love i mean that's the greatest part of comedy is you know obviously you know you're standing on stage and you're just this electric connection i mean that's
0: the perfect jump off for our calls. He oh, good. Yeah. So I will just as just as to, to set you up. We always have exactly three. Okay. Uh and um, I don't listen to them. Great. You know, I don't know how many we got. Renee picks, you know, the winners okay. and just plays them. So it's just right off the cuff. The only rule is we don't Google. Okay. You know, if, if someone's like, it's because it, it, it's it's just it's and, cheating they could have googled they
1: can google they don't need us for that they can
0: do that it's it's just <laughs> like when we post a show and you write on cabaret so and so seven thirty, and the person writes what time is it yeah. like, <laughs> are you just know. trying to have a conversation <laughs> what is this so if you're if you're ready we'll roll the first call
1: i'm always ready
0: okay let's do it
2: hey fat donner this is lauren from southern maryland I have taken your advice and I have decided to seek professional help with a therapist uh,
1: I met with her for the first time this week I really like her uh, so this question might be a little bit late but uh, what do you and your guests look for in a therapist and uh,
2: what kind of questions should I ask my therapist to help with uh, some personal issues of feeling um, inadequate. We'll say that. <laughs> uh, thanks for the advice in advance. Bye.
0: Well, caller, congratulations. First off, huge step. That's that's really awesome that you that you're doing that um beth i'll let you take first crack
2: all
1: right uh that's a bit those are yeah again also congratulations i mean to even find a therapist uh there were two questions how do you find a therapist and what do you what about
0: oh the what do you uh what do you look for in a therapist, what do you, look in a therapist? What do you look for thank you yeah yes. yes.
1: she's found one yeah. um i it's so hard i mean there is a it's sort of like falling in love i mean it's got to be somebody you feel you trust i think there has to be an initial feeling of trust um I have done badly looking for someone, though I have worked with certain people. Right now, uh, my therapist it was my high school English teacher. <laughs> So, wow! so she actually knows like she'll say well do you remember this and like about like when i was 16 oh my so God. like in some ways it's the greatest thing in some ways we've become friends i don't know it's a, just a weird um beautiful special thing i have gone i would say more what you don't look you know there are more red flags i could say i would could give you red flags um I, when I was looking for somebody, I remember there was this one woman who was she immediately was putting up like boundary. Oh, you shouldn't let distance be a factor in who you look for. It's like L.A. It's like you're going to that's going to end up being three hours a week, you yeah. know. Yeah. So I went anyway and then the parking was hard. And then I walked in and she was like, can you take off your shoes? And I was like, that's making me feel very vulnerable. And it was in her house and I didn't want to see her kitchen. So finally, we're in her room and in the therapy room and there's so much stuff on her desk it was so distracting i was like i you're too messy to be my therapist no and then she and i was telling the story and it i think she was in show business she was jewish and she had just was doing shows and she had to tell me about it these
0: oh god and,
1: and then and how much she made or didn't make and then no, she, took no. off, she took off her shoes and first she was wearing yoga clothes completely inappropriate i mean and then took off her shoes and she put her naked feet she was an older woman which i i like in a therapist i somehow feel like oh good they might know something it's an older person and then she put her like older naked feet like literally two feet from me like on a foot thing and at the end i said um She said, well, you know, what time do you want to come? You know, let's set up another appointment. I was like, "Eh." and she was like, well, well, why not? I was like, well, I, 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 you know, I don't think this is going to work. And also she kept saying the whole time I was telling her the trauma and the childhood and the this and the that. And she kept saying, well, I don't see what the problem is. So, I mean, everything was so wrong and little yapping dogs, which I could have lived with. But anyway, um, I was like, she was like, well, what's the problem? I said. It's all a problem, it's all a problem, yes. <laughs> everything. I was like, the desk, the thing, you don't think it's a problem, the feet, my oh, shoes. God. She said, well, I shouldn't have asked you to take off your boots, so I was like, you know what, that's just like, that's so the tip of, anyway, so yeah, somebody, like so many red flags, but I think you should really look for um, somebody, you know, I've worked with other people and somebody you can trust, somebody who you want to talk to. There's a thing about a person I mean, I know because I have one of those faces. People want to tell me stories. And when you look at this person, you should feel like you want to talk to them. The second part of the question is, how do you frame this question of feelings of inadequacy? You just did a perfect job. You don't have to have the perfect question. You, You really can just go in there and just say like, I have feelings around this issue. I don't even know how to ask this question because it's possible that your inability to frame the question is more the problem than the inadequacy or, you know, cause then your therapist can say, why don't you understand how to frame the question? Let's look at that. What is your, yeah. what is your ability to articulate questions? Do you feel you have to know everything? And that's connected to the inadequacy. So really somebody you can be honest with and then just actually try to be honest with them.
0: Yeah, I mean, you 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 uh, absolutely nailed it. And I love that <laughs> your description of that gave me pain. Because I was like, I have that thing where if, you know, I, I just, you know, I, my my therapist's office, I haven't been there in a long time, we Zoomed. Right. But like, yeah. it's just uncluttered. He has a couple, of course, yeah. when I'm, I, I have all the spines of all the books memorized, but there yeah. aren't a ton, right. you know? And but that it's orderly. Yes. You're, you're trying to get your shit in order. And if this person, not I'm I'm not saying I'm not judging messy people, but I don't want. No. Say not if you're not if I'm paying you. Yes. And you're and you and you're laying around with your bare feet up on stuff like. No, no, I, no. I, I, I love the, the the television version of a therapist where mm. everything is clean line. Like I've never seen an office that those people must be a thousand an hour. But
2: <laughs> I, re, I'm like, oh my
0: god, am I in Tibet?
2: This is incredible, you
0: know. But but like uh, that that is calming and.
1: Yeah, you the know, one picture that's sort of vague right. that you can like stare—it's just got to be a vague picture that yeah, you it doesn't to...
0: stir things in your mind. No,
1: there's not like a mother and daughter or you mm-hmm. know. A ca- and cat. and
0: there are different styles, but I do her saying I don't see the problem. I don't see the problem. I would either there's this famous therapist I've heard about. I think I think actually Mer- Mark marion had him oh. on because so many people oh, their um, <laughs> their were were clients of this. Uh-huh. And I remember Hank Azaria was talking to him and was like, he was going on and on about his pain. And the guy was like, okay, well, uh, let me stop right there. I, I think you're being a giant fucking baby first off, you know, and <laughs> that I would prefer where it's like, you know, someone just be like, quit being a fucking baby. And you're like, oh, I am. You yeah. Know? Okay. Okay. Rather than, I don't think that's a problem. It's just like, I'm telling you it is, you know? <laughs> and maybe the problem is I'm a fucking baby. Like that's, you know, there's a problem there. Oh,
1: for sure. You need those you people know. in your life. I mean, you know. Um,
0: and like that, that is not my therapist, but my therapist will call me on my shit. Oh, you me too. That, yeah. You but, need
1: somebody who's going to call you on stuff. And by the way, your friends should be those people too. I mean, oh, is yeah, a, right. you know, the friend who can say, you know, honey. Um well, yeah.
0: well, oh, you yeah. know, yeah. Oh yeah. No, I mean Yeah, I yeah. started doing comedy in Chicago. I got it all the time. We all did. <laughs> you know, so you know but, but I you know, I went to a therapist who was was great to talk to, but really didn't guide me at all. And after about five sessions, I was like, I I think this is it. And she was like, Okay, and was cool with it and I, yeah. I'm some people don't. I mean,
1: that's a really good thing for this caller to also have determined, like, do you really want to, I mean, sometimes you really just need to articulate what it is that's inside you. Right. And there were times I saw somebody who was supposed to be doing, um, I always call it EMT. It's not EMT, EM, EMDF or uh, the thing where you get the pulses and it's supposed oh, yeah. to like, you know, reframe. Yeah. It's the, it's the, like post, you know, it's Pete PTSD, anti-PSD stuff. And I was supposed to be doing that with her. And it was really, but I kept talking because I still really needed to tell the story. And we very rarely got to this thing. Um, She ended up not being great, but, you know, that's another thing, you know, you're not marrying this person. You may have more than one therapist, you know, different, you went to this one for five sessions. It can be something that you go in and out of that um, different people are, The same way you have more than one friend. I mean, you don't have one friend. which I something I would, I think, because my parents met in junior high school and were together forever and it was extremely like locked in and I grew up with, you know, you get a thing and that's the thing and you have a friend and, you know, you have a partner and it just to be expansive and say, okay, this is my therapist now and see how far it goes. And if you feel it's a dead end and move on.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And if they do react badly, that's a bad sign. You made a good choice.
1: Oh, you know, I read a really good book. If you're starting therapy, this also, maybe you should talk to someone, um, is written by, um, uh, forgetting her name, but it's a huge book. They've sold them, you know, she sold a million copies and she was a student of mine. Uh-huh. Uh, so i was very proud of her, but it's a great book. She's a therapist and she's in therapy and she talks about clients and oh really it's be a great it's a great read it's a memoir but like a page turner
2: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, i think if you're starting therapy it's a gr- it would be a great book to read because you sort of are inside therapy and you see how it goes for different people and i think it would be very liberating to mm-hmm. be inside the room uh in that way and there's also you know some shows some reality shows there's a couples counseling one now on hb uh, showtime i think and yeah the showtime
0: know, one i loved yeah I, I me I'm too worried. My wife was like, let's just watch this. I was like, uh and then I got addicted. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I
1: think, you know, that's a maybe a great thing for the caller. So she doesn't feel so sort of on her own and sort of, what is it? I don't even know what it is. Mm-hmm. It familiarizes you and, and, and maybe gives you some ideas about how a session can go that you're not having to invent it and be sort of scared of the process.
0: Yeah. And to uh, second what Beth said about um the the insecurity thing, uh or inadequacy thing, excuse me. Uh yes that's exactly how you say it just how you said it to us yeah so don't worry about it it's their it's their job to deal with it you know you don't have to fancy it up or find a find a good way that's Mm -mm. a good way so yeah hope that helps all right let's roll the next call
2: hey matt this is constance i called you a couple weeks ago about peanut butter cookie recipe And I listened to the episode with my friend, and we laughed so hard and had so much fun listening to it together. And we love Lisa Tazi, who was 100% correct in her surmise that this is the best thing that lady makes. It is her best recipe. She doesn't have any confidence in what she makes. And so whenever they get together, they make the peanut butter, she makes the peanut butter cookies, everybody says how good they are, and they ask for the recipe. And so this friend group, the update is this friend group has a lot of very close friends from a long time. And one of the ladies, for a while now, has been looking up peanut butter cookie recipes and baking them and getting her wife to taste test them to see if they're the same as the ones the peanut butter cookie lady brings and they're never the same and my friend thought she had like cracked the code with crushed pineapple and that the peanut butter cookie lady was like nope that's not it so and just to like give some perspective so my friend kara is in michigan I'm in Pittsburgh, and like the Kandinsky's that, that they're hanging on the wall are like buffalo chicken dip and artichoke and feta dip from the craft website that was originally on like the side of the feta container, so it's not fancy stuff, but it's delicious, like party potatoes, so that was nice. what was going on and thank you because we laughed our asses off it was so funny and you and lisa were awesome so thank you very much hope all is going well with you take care bye-bye now
0: thank you for calling that wasn't a question it was an update <laughs> but i'll fill you in so very very necessary i'm glad that uh, renee picked that one because Basically, this woman was saying, Elisa Tazian, who's the um, content editor for Rolling Stone magazine. And it's very exciting because we haven't had follow-up calls and now we've, we've had like three. Which wow. Is awesome. So that one basically was this, I love these slices of life one because I get so many that are just like, you know, how do I get through heartbreak? Things like that. It's like heavy, 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 which don't stop calling with those, please. But she basically said, uh, she goes to this potluck where everyone just brings crazy food. hmm so one woman brings nothing but these incredibly good peanut butter cookies and everyone's like hey how do you why do you make these and she's like oh it's a secret like she lords it over them so now they're all just like would you just fucking tell us how you make these cookies so the one woman her wife is like just making all these recipes and she's tasting it and she's like i got it crushed pineapple no it's definitely and, not and it's like crushed our, our pineapple theory was just that that's her one recipe. She'll never yeah. give it up. And it's kind of like, it's twofold. One, maybe <laughs> she kind of sucks. Two, let her have her recipe. You oh know? my god. <laughs> so have you had any situations like that where someone, <laughs> let's say someone can just do one fucking
2: thing?
1: I think that's me. I think the person <laughs> I was, I was in
2: that
1: story is the peanut butter lady. <laughs> I am not deep in rich in, 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 in culinary skill. Uh, I once had some, Bob. my friend, Bob Bloomer, he'd be a good guest. He, he's a, like a, you know, food TV personality and has cookbooks. And he said, he was at my place once and he was like, oh, I can come help you with your kitchen. And he looked around and he was like, this kitchen is only missing one thing. And I said, what? He said, any will to cook.
2: <laughs> nice
0: ambition
1: uh yeah. and you know what so yeah so uh, i don't think i've had i can't even remember potlucks now how are they having potlucks Jeez.
0: yeah i i think i, I think with the once the, the wave of Omicron crested a little bit you know i had it over the holiday break and so now yeah. you know i don't feel invincible but now that I'm, I'm seeing
1: back, people but i think a potluck feels whenever i'm going to somebody's house and i like I think about what I should bring you know you bring something you're going to have dinner it's always us going to somewhere and someone else's house for dinner of course and um <laughs> I'm always like let's bring an orchid I'm
0: <laughs> <laughs> how about a cactus
1: you know yeah. I'm always like a plant what about like you know a yeah, shirt I, know. I never think of like a you know a food to bring <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah Well, food is always tough because it's like, do you bring a plate you'll probably never see again? Never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a copperware you give them. Yeah,
1: and you can't do like something you bought in a store because that's I don't know. Maybe a fancy dessert. Sometimes I, I I think if you buy something
0: in a store, it should be something like from a supermarket, so at least it's funny. I remember I- I Oh,
1: that's funny. I think it's okay to buy a fancy dessert somewhere that is sort of like impossible to create on your own. Like nobody could, no one will do this.
0: I I went to uh, a a party in Chicago when I was in my 20s and an idiot, and I just went to the supermarket and I got some beer, but then I also saw there's a cake shaped like a lamb and it also happened to be Easter. So I just went to the house (laughs) and was like, here's a beer and of course the lamb of God. Hey guys. (laughs) And it was, I was like, How? Where did you even find this frosted lamb?
1: <laughs> oh my god, that's insane! I once had somebody come to a birthday party with a giant, like, twenty-four pack of light bulbs as a present. Like, had obviously—that's
0: amazing. And I was like, "That's actually kind of great." I love that idea where yeah. it's like, "I bought you a brand new screwdriver, like yeah. something they might not have." Or, well, yeah. light
1: bulbs—like you, like you are, like are going to even if you have them. They're like, going to, yeah, you know although now like it's like the leds and they last for a thousand years and yeah. you don't and if they that's got you true. the wrong light and that, light bulbs have gotten actually so complicated I, we could e- easily get a question about it's that true. It's true. matt this yeah. might be a good time for me to point out i actually have a decider coin that i've created oh that's uh, cool that is you know every project has to have some merch and uh, i didn't mm-hmm. want to do a t-shirt because who wants to really buy your t- you have a nice one on today okay. but this is a decider coin and one says side says yes so much so and it has a sun and infinity sign and the other side says not so much keep looking and nice. has a hand and an eye because you know partly uh, and it's very thick and um and oh, has a cool. nice weight but you know it's funny because in the book dana gould says uh, he quotes billy wilder i think and he says, directing is all decision-making. That's all it is, It's decisions, yeah. decisions, decisions. And really, you could flip a coin because it's just about making a decision. You're going to be right for at least 50% of the time. Yeah. and uh, no, I love
0: that because you do come down to this point where sometimes you're just like, just, I, both of these, uh, you know, the, the term uh, a good problem. Uh, is one I use a lot, where it's just like this. I, there was a time when I never would have had either of these decisions. Yeah, that's so go, nice. Yeah, it's cool, and it's so that's great to have. That's a really good good tool. Yeah, it's nice. Thing. It's
1: good. So, but it's it cool. wouldn't help with the peanut butter cookies, actually. But yeah. that's <laughs> it wouldn't.
0: But <laughs> you'd flick it at her or something.
1: So just you fine. know what? Just accept. Except, my thing oh, yeah. is just
0: like well, I don't know. I think they. I think they have, and I, they're they're appreciating because we just laughed our asses off
1: so funny Well, i have one more question where yeah. does kandinsky come in oh
0: I thought- because i i i think i might have compared uh like I have a, I have a terrible memory, but I'm thinking it was just like, she's, she's bringing, she, she thinks this thing is a classic. Oh, I see, I see. I see. I yeah, 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 yeah. Like when, it, when they're, when they're, they're these are all Kandinsky. Yeah, I see. You know, <laughs> the Buffalo dip. You know, I, the, the I, artichoke, just, uh, I just uh, yeah, love yeah.
1: that somehow crushed pineapple pieces was maybe That's the solution. so weird. I mean, There's crushed pineapple pieces like are not going to be the solution though to this problem. No, it's going
0: to be something you don't want to know. It's like, it's fish sauce. <laughs> oh,
2: really?
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so let's, are you, are you ready for the third and final call? I am. All right, let's do it.
2: Hey, Matt. Um, my name is Colleen, and I am calling in with a little bit of a tricky one. Um, I am a young breast cancer survivor, and I'm now three and a half months, sorry, three and a half years, Um, at times it feels like months, um, out from diagnosis. And I find that I'm still really struggling with harboring some resentments about how a lot of people in my life, family and friends, um, chose to deal with my diagnosis and treatment. Um, I'm not someone that, like, isolates when they, you know, are in crisis. Like, I'm someone that reaches out for support and actually like ask for it. So I did do that at the time um, and was public with my diagnosis. I didn't hide it. So there's quite a few people that just like ghosted um, or like would message me and just say like, if you, you know, at the beginning, like if you want someone to talk to, you can talk to me type thing, which like, I get, (laughs) but active treatment was a year and a half. So it was like a really long course of treatment. Um, And this was pre-COVID. So you can't, you don't even have like COVID to blame for it, um, for people acting Mm -hmm. this way. So I just wanted to see what your thoughts were about how to best, like you'll never really move forward or on from it, but just like how to um, come to terms more with, Mm people's reactions um and not not being so supportive or helpful thanks
0: hey caller thanks for calling and for sharing that and that's absolutely brutal just shooting from the hip i don't have anything to base this on i've had friends who i've lost uh i i have friends who have had cancer that weren't that close to me but I feel like I did offer what support I could that they that they wanted not to be like, I, w- I didn't do what your friends did. I'm not saying that here uh, at all. I'm sh- sure there are times that I wasn't there for people that were going through things. That said, you know, I, I think it's it's true what they say or whoever said it. Um, when people show you who they are believe them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think none of that is, It sounds like you're internalizing. It sounds like you're kind of taking this upon yourself and what should I do? I don't think you have to do anything. I think you just have to remember the people that were there for you and um, stick with them. And maybe those people that ghosted you, don't feel bad about ghosting them or tell them if they're still in touch with you, hey, you weren't there for me and I really needed you. And I know that's, it's. It's so hard to say. It's very easy for me to say it. That's why I have this show. (laughs) But no. But look. Bottom line. I'm glad you're doing great. You're three and a half years past this, Um, and I am not one to talk about. You know, just leave it all behind because I live in the past more often than I would like to admit. But I would. I would say you just. You just don't. You have to work on not thinking about those people anymore and not, you know, I don't know if you, if you want for them to own up to it, then maybe you should reach out, but I wouldn't even bother. I would kind of let it go because I think you have better things to do for yourself and, you, and you'll be more grateful to yourself if you do. So that's all shooting from the hip. I might be totally wrong. Mm. Bottom line, I'm just glad you're still here and I'm sorry these people who you thought were your friends were not there for you. A lot of what we do is very decorative, especially when it comes to friendship. But one thing I've massively learned because I really haven't been in touch with a lot of the people who I really should have been in touch with. And thank God a lot of them are still with me because I, you know, I, I learned a friendship takes work. It takes nurturing. You know, and it's not hard work. You just have to put the time in. It's like a job. You have to show up. You have to go, hey, you need anything. Hey, how are you feeling? Hey, I'm here if you want to talk. And sometimes, there's another thing I learned, when someone's talking to me about their problems, it is not up to me to offer solutions. Just fucking listen, shut up and listen. And that's what those people should have done for you. And I'm really sorry that that happened to you, but I'm glad you're here and just on to the next. Mm. You. The, the future is something you have, the past mm. is gone. So let them be them, and I'll throw it to you, Beth.
1: That's all great advice, Matt, and, you know, obviously, first of all and foremost, you know, you've come through this very hard thing. And probably, you know, give yourself the space to say, now that you're through this incredibly, you know, difficult period of your life, you probably, these feelings are coming up now because you've gotten, you're past the life and death part of it, and so it's natural. You know, one thing I will say in the book, I thought there would be a chapter on friendship, the decisions about friendship, and nobody wanted to talk about it. Um, Mm. It seemed too tender and too hard. I don't think we have the language for it, and I just want the caller to know she's not alone in how difficult this is. This friendship is, we are, we have not done the work on friendship that we've done on uh, romance and, and primary love relationships, and that still needs to be done in our culture. So that's one thing. You know, another thing is, You know, when you have a resentment, uh, important to look at what your part of it is. Did you not ask really enough? Were you not clear? You know, where is your, where are you in it? You know, like you said, Matt, you know. um, And, you know, maybe what you resent is that you need to let these friends go and you don't want to. You know, we tend to want to hold on to relationships past, I mean... For, the end of a friendship is one of the most painful things and everybody has them so i think as you say um you know moving on but don't rush past the feeling acknowledge it and give it a chance like give it one last shot and mm. also just maybe forgive these friends i mean it is really hard i mean people You. she sounds young you know she doesn't yeah. sound like an older person and many of these friends this might help. This might, (laughs) this might actually help. Many of these friends have not looked at their own, you know, life and death issues. They haven't done that work. And for them to show up for you meant that they had to do work that they haven't done, especially breast cancer. Women are so afraid of breast cancer. People are, you know, irrationally afraid of being near it and catching it. And they don't want to think about it. And, and, and that I think would be, maybe give you a small piece of compassion to help you forgive it knowing that they haven't done this work themselves
2: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i mean uh to your point more the threat of mortality if it's if it's a a distinct possibility in close in friends or loved ones threatens us yeah because we realize we also have an end and it's it's one of those things that sounds obvious but you never really think it out loud you know you just it's a, it's a scary thing so I, I loved your point about youth too where I remember when I start you know not to say started losing friends but there is an age where that happens yeah and you know for me it's been the last 10 years and it it's horrifying we are like wait a minute, they're just gone mm. and the fear of that in a young mind is mortifying. it's just you know it, it's brutal. So yeah, that's, that's a solid point.
1: Yeah. They were going through their own thing and your thing was harder Mm -hmm. and your thing, you know, there is in grief, that thing where it's like, you're supposed to grieve out the, there's a primary griever and you should grieve out. Your friends really should have, I mean, I hate to use should have, but it is a should have your, you know, when somebody's sick, you put aside your feelings and you, you know, you, you enter, you go forward into, and, and, you know, in the best of all possible worlds, your friends would have but it is not the best of all possible worlds ever and people will disappoint and you know in some ways in order to move gracefully through the world you have to be willing to be disappointed in people sometimes and part of the thing is owning your own part is sort of understanding your own fallibility mm-hmm. your friends weren't perfect in this are they in general you know are they in general good friends that's a an important point to make or did this did this highlight the the really not great friendship or was this a uh an isolated incident where they weren't able to step up as you would have wished and it was disappointing or did it show that the whole friendship was faulty that's a big question that you should look at and that will really help you get past it that's true
0: and you'll learn that as you get older you will you will sum people up uh for whether they're there for you or not and 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 if you're you know if your fabrics meet so yeah. to speak, Beth. So yeah.
1: Yes, I love but, that. And also, you know, there's sometimes we start to look for things from friends that really we should be looking for from, uh, you know, therapists and other support, support people. I mean, there's only so much, you know, that friends can do. Sometimes they're going through their own. Maybe your friend was going through a breakup and just didn't have it in her to, you know, show up for your cancer the way you would have wished. This is because life is, you know, as they say in, in meditation, you know, perfectly imperfect.
0: That's right. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Caller, hope that helps. Beth, we went a little long. Hope that's okay.
1: Oh, it's fine. Uh, I mean, I just, it was, it's, I hope that, you know, the idea that we might be helping people is very energized. It's
0: fun. And it, we do, we do, we don't have the, the, a massive, massive following, but it's decent. And, uh, I really appreciate uh the people who have written in and who and we're getting these you know callbacks and stuff yep. and follow-ups so like that's awesome and i'm glad you could take the time to be on Let's... it was
1: it was my pleasure and sometimes you know let me know when you're around to do to do uncap 100 we, would yeah. love to would love would,
0: to, love yeah. to have you back. um and give us the book and where they can get it
1: okay and- The the book is an original audio book called So You Need to Decide, Mm -hmm. and it's available everywhere that audio books are available. You can use your Audible credit on it, and you can also gift it very easily through Audible. You, uh, If you're really pinching pennies, can get it probably through your very own library. It's everywhere, and uh, if you love it, please do rate and review it on Amazon.
0: Fantastic. Well, Beth, thank you so much for coming on. This was a joy.
1: Thanks, Matt. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Well, that was a great one. If you need any advice of any kind or have a problem you just want to talk about, you know, just let it out. Leave us a message at 323-763-0228. Again, 323-763-0228. And thanks. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive Producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.